Welcome to Beyond the Summit. This is Scalability's series of podcasts where we have some really interesting chats to some really interesting Northwest business leaders. If you want to hear more in the series, hit subscribe. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we do, visit us at scale-ability.co.uk. We'd like to welcome uh, Jeff McNamara to our podcast today. Excited to have you along with us, Jeff. Excited uh, to be here. If you could tell us a little bit about um, your business. Sure. So, uh, as I said, my name is Jeff McNamara. I'm the managing director for League Notion, which is the trading company name for Coral Island uh, and Coral Island Casino on the promenade in Blackpool. Um, we are a kind of multifaceted business, uh, approximately 100,000 square feet. We have um, five restaurants, um, uh, family entertainment centres with lots of uh, amusement machines, video machines, 2P pushers, penny falls, whatever you want to call them by the seaside, uh, the crane grabbers, uh, you know, those types of things. Uh, we also have uh, more adult um, focused gaming with some uh, AGC gaming areas. We also do uh, some cash bingo and we have a, a casino as well, a proper full live table uh, casino um we employ uh, approximately 300 members of staff across all of the businesses um uh, 150 to 170 permanent uh, team members stroke employees uh, which includes a management team uh, of 30 um trade wise we're pretty much the, the same as most of the types of leisure businesses that you see uh, and would experience in blackpool where it's very seasonal um we we obviously we start getting busy as you start entering uh, the easter period around march and april um and then when it comes into the summertime kind of mid-June early June type of thing uh, we start getting very very busy where the children are breaking up from Scotland which is a very big market for Blackpool um, and then we continue through the the lights um, what what Blackpool has as a seaside resort that pretty much nobody else does is it has an extended season uh, a light season which is is normally kind of eight or nine weeks but um what that does it means a lot of businesses that probably wouldn't normally survive as a seaside resort uh, because most of the seaside resorts really you know they shut down at the end of august uh, when the kids go back uh, to school what that what that means a blackpool can do is it, it continues to trade so with the extension of the lights now um and uh, a lot more focus from the council on families and uh, trying to grow blackpool as a very much a, a family orientated resorts and more of an all-year-round uh, proposition for people to visit uh, what that is obviously starting to do is extending you know the trading opportunities for businesses like Coral Island so last year for an example um, which was a strange year everybody knows that with lockdowns and Covid and not being able to travel uh, too easily abroad with a lot of restrictions it, it did mean that visitor numbers were massively up um, outside of where we would normally be busy leading into November and December. Um, so we had a great trading, uh, a great trading year. What this allowed us to do and, and does allow us to do then is, is ensure that we can uh, retain more staff um, so that people that, uh, that, that do want a permanent position, because there also is a lot of people that, that don't want a permanent position. It's quite ingrained in the, the kind of work culture in Blackpool where you work very hard uh, during the season um, you know, team members will be working, you know, 
silly amount of hours, really, because the way that it's worked historically is they get laid off in the end of October in November because there's no work in the winter. So they have to earn their money during the summertime to kind of survive the winter. And then their cycle starts again. Um, but what we have been experiencing over the probably the last couple of years, but certainly more so in the last two years, is that um, people don't really want to work not as hard, but they don't want to work as many hours as they would have previously. Um, and so it, it it seems to be working out quite well um, because they also want to stay and work. So they're less inclined to want to finish in November, but they don't want to do 50, 60 hours a week in the summertime. Um, uh, we, what we're seeing is they're very much more uh, a work life balance is more important to them. Certainly the younger generation that are coming coming into to kind of workplaces like Coral Island. Um, so we, we're, we've had to really redefine and rethink about uh, our recruitment and uh, our expectation more than anything in the way that we deal with the team to change our expectations of, well, what do you mean you don't want to work 50 or 60 hours in, in August? Why wouldn't you? You've always done that um, because they don't want to. Um, and you'll find that um, they're not prepared to, to, to a reasonable extent. So you, you can't ignore that. You have to kind of accept it and say right okay well how, how can this work for every party involved how can we make sure we've got happy team members that are not working more than what they want to yet we've still got the the, the numbers that we need in the team to operate the business effectively and have enough team members around um so that when customers are coming in they're getting served and you know they get the standards that, that, that they want to have so i imagine that um that kind of shift along with what covid will have done to your business um, along with the changes that are positive that are happening in Blackpool, um, and then let's not even talk about the rise in current energy costs at the moment. Um, how do you and your management team adapt to that sort of constant changing, um, almost business model? It, it's all about um, what I've certainly found over the years and, and more so in Coral Island is really is, it is communication, work, working as a team, and making sure everybody's understanding. Coral, Coral historically is is uh, it, it would be classed in a, in, in a simple business terminology as a machine. It, it's a very it's a production machine. Um, so um, a lot of the the reasonably sized decisions get made reasonably high up, and and that the company's always probably um up until i got here if not a little bit later on kind of almost in a nice way said this is your job this is the level that your job role is at and we want to make it as, as simple as possible and we don't really want you to be making too many decisions um because if you've got a, a team of 200 all making individual decisions it means the machine doesn't work very very well i know that sounds a bit kind of um you know dictatorial and, and and that type of thing but when you're running a, a a big operational business which this this place is um it's broken down into different segments and we have heads of departments and teams in there you you can't have everybody going off and deciding to do what they want to do so the communication that we have um to ensure that when the decisions are made that are going to affect the business and how they're communicated uh, you know, across the team is really, really important. So we do have regular briefings, um, uh, regular kind of management meetings and, and regular 
you know, softer communications. We have a, you know, Coral Island news that goes out uh, every month that just, you know, tells the staff, you know, the big key events that are coming up or the focuses or what it may be. Um, and then we also have opportunities um, where the feedback can come the other way so that, you know, you, you, you need to listen to the people that are at the coalface. I mean, the classic kind of phrases really where, um, um, you, you know, it, it, getting the feedback from what's working well, what's not working well. Um, not necessarily meaning that you're changing it because it's not working well, because, it, it, you know, just because something isn't working well because a team member says that doesn't mean it's not good for the business. It may just mean that, well, I don't like that. You know, I don't like having to to follow that process or doing that. So, but it is all trying to, we have a, a, a philosophy here that we do try and get a, a reasonable amount of buy-in, which is, you know, my philosophy on management is, you know, uh, it, it's, you know, let's open up the discussions to the senior team about decisions that are being made and get a reasonable amount of input. As long as you're, you're qualifying what you're, you know, you're inputting and saying, well, this is the reasoning why, or this is where it's going to go. This is what it's going to do. Um, I am a big believer in, you know, the right person for the right job. And, um, you know, once you, you feel you've got that right person for that job, then give them the opportunity to do the job, um, to make the decisions and to, to kind of develop their area of the business or whatever it may be um very much not into micromanaging um there's always good bits and bad bits to that that i found through the years where if you as long as you feel you've got the right person in there and you're giving them some autonomy um they're not always going to do what you would do or what you'd want to do and you have to accept that to a, a, a quite a large extent really otherwise that person that you employ to do that job they're not doing it they're just doing what you've told them to do um which means if they are a, a good manager or a good individual or they want to develop and you're stifling them you, you're not going to you're not going to keep them around for long they're, they're going to get upset go off somewhere else and then you're in a situation where you're managing that job and you're doing it and you're recruiting you have a, con a continuous kind of conveyor belt of managers coming in um what we do find with coral because it's such a a big business um and it's very operational we, we're in, in a wonderful way we're coral's too busy you know we, we there's too much customer demand customer demand for 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 what we've got here which is great but it's not great if you're a team member on the front line because if you can imagine it is very very stressful and you know there's only a certain amount of capacity that you have um even when we were limiting uh, numbers of customers coming into the building uh, during covid where we literally had a half the capacity that we would normally have um it, it, it was that was as stressful for everybody at that time as it was as if you just let anybody in um people generally want to do the same things at the same times that everybody else is doing so you know we all want to eat at five o'clock and therefore you know the restaurant you know 250 cover restaurant in the buccaneer uh family bar and restaurant everybody wants to eat at the same time you know it's impossible to to make that happen um but what you do do is you 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 have people and managers in place that are experienced to understand you know how do you manage those situations and try and reduce the amount of stress and uh pressure that are on the team because um what we did one, one of the biggest learnings that we found in for coral island especially when we came out of um uh, the lockdowns was that um we could take uh the, the sales were as good as as previously on limited numbers so we found that if we made you commit to joining a small queue to get in the door for an example or you know you had to agree that we're gonna zap you with temperature check testing because 
that was the thing to do at the time. Um, the people that weren't really committed to coming into Coral Island to either have a good time or to spend some money or have something to eat, they were just there to be a bit of a pain or be a problem or just hang around or just use the toilets or just, you know, not willing to contribute to the business. Uh, they weren't willing to, to kind of wait around. So we actually found that limiting the numbers was, was a better experience for the customers that did come in because they wanted to be there. Um, any kind of disorder that we do occasionally get um, with, with, you know, individuals that, that kind of evaporated straight away because you, you, when you set your stand out and say, this is our standard, this is what you've got to be like when you're coming in, the people that don't want to abide by that normally don't then come in. So that, that was good for the team. Um, but we are still really, really busy. And, and um, that, that's probably the, the, the biggest disappointment that I have, maybe not being the word I'd use for, for the team members is, is every day is certainly in the summertime. It's, it's very, very busy. And the, most of the job for the, the team managers, supervisors on a daily basis are managing the team and, and keeping them motivated. And, um, you know, it, it, we know it's tough and it, we know customers can be quite frustrating. I'm using, I'm using polite words here. Um, quite frustrating and demanding and, and things like that. But if you can imagine that you're coming away on holiday and you've got three kids and because um, I have got three kids and I do take them away on holiday um, and, you know, either the mum or the dad primarily probably work, um, they may not be spending as, as the, they're spending more time with the, their family than perhaps they normally do. It's quite frustrating. And then you come into a place like Coral Island where the kids absolutely adore it they just run around like crazy off they go it's a it's a very stressful environment for a parent so that that sometimes boils down to someone's having a meltdown in the in the in the group whether it be dad's having a meltdown or whether it be the kids are having a meltdown um and a lot of the time that meltdown um uh, comes out to a, a team member um and it, and it shouldn't do but it does and unfortunately there's there's not a massive amount that we can do about it but what we do uh, ensure that the team know is is that that type of behavior isn't accepted um you know we are we're very protective on on the team and you know we won't accept customers no matter who they are no matter how much money they spend or whatever we you know abusive behavior isn't to tolerated um and this this business that the customer is always right is very questionable um but we put support functions and and, and and things in place so that we know there's always going to be customers that are, are going to have a complaint occasionally. Um, but it's making sure that staff know that they've got the support and they've got a, a process to say, well, I can't deal with this situation or they want to, you know, they want something that I can't uh, um, sort out. Uh, so there's a manager on, on, uh, on, on hand to help out the, 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 the way that, like I was saying with Coral Island, it's a machine. So we're quite top heavy on our management structure so that we, in, in a positive way, we employ a lot of, of team members um, that this is not going to be their their main job or drive in in life and what they want to do. They're here to have a good time for one because it's a fun place to work. We were needed to earn some money. It's a bit of a stopgap. It's uh, you know it might be a part time job at the weekends. Um, and you know we're not the most attractive employer in Blackpool. Not because of our pay rates. Our pay rates are, are better than Merlin. They're better than the Pleasure Beach. You know, they're, they're better than most of the, certainly all the seaside operators in Blackpool. Um, but the, um, you, you, 
with you've got somebody that's weighing up working in a, an arcade if you want to class it as that but you know a lot of people will or you want to work in starbucks which is quite a, a fun kind of uh sexy looking environment business and name to work for you're probably going to go to starbucks and have a look at that first of all so we're not the we're not the employer by choice even though we i feel that we operate and we offer uh, a lot more benefits to to working here um than most of the employees employers in in blackpool um you know, late nights, for an example, we know that we have late night business during the summer, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. So we provide transport home. You couldn't get a taxi for love nor money. The trams are very limited. And we had uh, team members, um, other halves, it, it almost kind of saying to, to them, uh, both male and female, I don't want you walking home at 12 o'clock at night. How are you getting your home? What are they doing about it? Quite rightly so. So we said, well, look, we can look at this a couple of ways. We can either say, well, it's your responsibility to get home. Or we can say, well, what's that going to look like when the other half says, well, that's fine. You're not working there. It, you know, that's no good. And, you know, we do have a moral duty to make sure and and uh, the legal duty to make sure that the, the team members get home safely and, and these types of things. So we, we bought, we went out and bought a van and um uh hired some taxi drivers and and um take, took them home and that's what we continue to do now um even out of season so friday saturday sunday nights um we make sure that you know we have a, a, a process in place everybody that finishes at x amount of time and we drop them off and you know it, it's not you know brilliant you might have to wait around for a little bit while we're the, the, they're doing the circle round one route or, or around the other route that type uh, type of thing but uh we do that um so it, it's a matter of about added added value about what we can do for the team um is, is is really really important because we know it's a tough business it's a tough operational business it's very customer focused um and you know you can't really control what the customers are going to say and do and most of them are absolutely brilliant and having a great time but it, it only takes one in 10 one in 20 to really spoil quite a, a, a you know a younger more impressionable team members starting with us and you know they expect adults to act a bit more um uh, uh, responsibly especially when they've they've got their children with them and you, you think you know if i was 18 and i came in here and heard some of the language that parents use towards the team and or towards their children you think Wow, if I was 18, that that that's not what adults are supposed to be like. So it's, it's quite an impressionable situation, which is not a nice one. Um so yeah, yeah, we um we 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 recognize that it's a tough place to work. It can be really, really fun. It is really, really hard work. Um and we try and negate that as much as we can by making it as, as better surrounding as we can and providing, you know, facilities that that most other like for like businesses in, in Blackpool wouldn't wouldn't provide. It sounds like you've got a whole remit of very different leadership skills to manage not only the heavy operational side of this, but um, quite a complex range of of people issues as well. Um, and I'm assuming that's only even more challenging on top of um, you know the current candidate marketplace where it is difficult to recruit and it's difficult to retain as well. How, um, as a leader, has your previous experience helped to ready you for for this sort of changing environment um so my my background um i i've kind of worked worked my way up and through so i'm not um university trained um i've literally worked up 
my, my work ethic was always like I like to work even as a as a kid um i was doing three i was the one that was doing two paper rounds three paper rounds in the mornings and going in early and working at the weekend because I, I i i like doing that i had a definite sense of like working and felt that you needed to work um and but i always wanted to work in places that i enjoyed so i've been really lucky in the fact that i've generally i've not had your what you'd class as perhaps a, a nine to five type of office job i've never really had that daunting feeling on a sunday evening where oh my God, I've got to go to work in the morning. You know, I've never really had that. And partly because I've tailored where I work to things that I found either interesting or fun or leisure and, and, and those types of activities. Um, and if I've gone down a, a line where I've really not liked it, I've, I've kind of just decided, let's shake hands and let me go and do something else because no one's winning here. So really, I think I've, I've come through serving on those front desks and, and and making burgers not very well and and things like that so i can kind of understand uh, i hope i can understand how people are feeling or how the team are feeling because coal is such an operational business as well you you the managers are tasked with spending a lot of time on the floor and a, a lot of watching a lot of observing what's going on so you kind of identifying problem situations that's kind of fed fed back up um but to, so to, to kind of answer your question, I've just had a, a great opportunity to work with some really good managers, people over the years. Um, some and you, you you kind of take a bit away from I've certainly taken a bit away from every situation, some of it good, some of it bad. Um, you know, if I was to kind of. You know, I, I think my well, the first one of my first kind of managers that he developed into a friend, and we've lost touch now. But you know, he had a he had a massive work ethic, and that's all he did. And he, he was early twenties at the time, and very professional. And you know, he really wanted to um, uh, progress in his career, uh, and he has done so at the minute. He's now the kind of group managing director for a, a, an exceedingly large uh, jewelry chain in, in Europe. I mean, he, you know, he's uh, doesn't talk to me anymore, but he's that important type of thing. But he was driven with working really, really hard. And, you know, I looked at what he did and thought, yeah, I, I want some of that, but I want a little bit more of a balance. So if I if I need to work hard and need to work hard in something that I I'm, I'm think I'm going to enjoy um, so that, you know, that, that, that was that was quite useful. And are there any really key standout moments, whether it be stud flipping those burgers or dealing with a, a rather unpleasant customer? Are there anything that you think yeah I you know I've been there I understand where you're coming from uh, and does that help sometimes inform some of the decisions that you make um yeah it's slightly off tack from what you're saying but when I I took six months out when and I was about 30 and thought I, I wasn't enjoying what I was doing um and it was at the stage where I've, I've always been I've always believed in being really honest with my employer um and being as honest with my senior team as I can do and they all know look I'm, 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 you know, I don't play games behind cards. Um, you know, I'll, in, I won't. Um, you know, if there's stuff that I can't tell you, I, that, then I won't be, for for whatever reason it may be. But I'm not going to hold stuff back. Um, so, I, uh, I, I just, 
the, the thing that probably comes, you know, an example is I took I took six months out because I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And and it would have been at the stage where if I was the company, I'd be saying, do you know what, Jeff, we're going to sack you. You know, you, we, we, you're not doing what you should be doing because I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't committed to it. So I was honest with myself and said, this, this isn't good for anybody. Let's take six months out. Let's re, regroup and, and see what you want to do. So during that six months, um, I soon realized two, two months in, that I became, I mean, some people might say that you are anyway, but but I became really boring, and that I hadn't I had nothing to say. I hadn't, you know, I, I was staying around various friends' houses, sofa surfing, having fun, all these kind of things. But you know, they were going out during the work during the daytime, and then we would sit in the evening or, or the weekends, and you know, they had a lot of conversation going on because they were doing stuff, and I'm sitting home watching TV, and I thought, you know, I've become really really boring. So, and I got no money all of a sudden, so I need to do something about this. So. I um I was also I was also driving a, a TVR sports car at the time because that's what I bought before and I thought wow so I remember turning up to this temping job one day in my TVR and you know I parked up in the staff car park and all the other guys were there temping and they looked at me as if to say who are you and I just oh hey how you doing um and they were like wow are you one of the managers I'm like no no I've just come to to, to do some work today so we we went into this factory and we were gluing boxes, you know, on a production line, just gluing the boxes, you know, and packing them up. And then they packed biscuits in them and all these kind of things. And I was like, yeah, this is great. This is fun. And, you know, it's all, all these types of things. So I thought, well, well, let's just get on and do it and have an enjoyable day. So, so that's what I did. I just got on and, and, and did it and worked. And, and, and so then at two o'clock time came, they decided that they didn't need the temps anymore. So I'm like, well, okay, well, you know, that, that's me. And they're like, no, 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 you can stay on. Um, we're sending these guys home because, you know, they've just gone into it with, well, I'm, I'm a temp person. I'm here to just, I'll do as minimum amount of boxes as I can to, to stick them together and, and not really have the work ethic to kind of want to do better than what they should be doing. So I, I kind of took that and thought, well, whilst that singular opportunity, you know, that's the event didn't, they, you know, they didn't come to me at the end of the week and say, why don't you come and work for us full time? You can, you know, go up through the the tree and you can do this and you'll be the next big box biscuit empire MD type of person. Um, What I took from it is, you know, generally people will observe, you know, bosses, managers, whatever, will observe who's doing the work and usually make kind of reasonably the right decisions to say, well, okay, you're putting the effort and the time in, away you go. So I've always kind of taken that with me and probably always try to be honest um, with if something's working or not working or or either do the work or don't do the work. Um, but you, 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 nine times out of 10, you've got to do the work. You know, it's the one of the problems with today, and I sound like a really old man now, which is frustrating, is, you know, I think it started with friends and the coffee culture where everybody thought, well, I can sit and drink coffee um, in, a, in a cafe and wear nice clothes and I've always got money, but I don't really do much work. And, you know, now my, you know, my children look at, well, I just, I'll go on TikTok, dad, and I'll make my money through YouTube and things like that. And trying to explain to them that, well, Mr. Beast, I think this guy who is the big YouTube or TikTok guy who gives out all his money and he's worth millions and he's called Mr. Beast. And, you know, um, so he gives loads of money away, dad. So therefore it must be, you make money off TikTok. That's, that's all he does or YouTube. And you know, it's quite difficult. I mean, they're only, nine ten years old but trying to make them understand um that's not really the way kind of life for most people work um you've got to kind of work for me 
That's the end of part one of Jeff's podcast. Join us for parts two and three by hitting subscribe and don't forget to like and share. Thank you.